What's up, guys? You're listening to Confessions of a Gym Rat, getting you through the nine to five as healthily and happily as possible. If you are watching on YouTube, you could see that I am in a different setting this week, and that is because I am once again recording from Los Angeles. I have a bit of a cold, so I apologize for my little sniffles, if you could hear that. And obviously, I don't sound like my regular self. I'm also trying to figure out like what I want to do with this microphone because I thought it would be like I would be the most comfortable and it would make sense filming wise for me to set the camera up on like where the TV is and for me to just sit on this couch because it's a cute little couch. Um, but now I don't know what to do with the microphone. So I'm just kind of holding it in my hand. Can you guys even see my face? All right. Not the point. Anyway, I have had such a wild and, and crazy and fun week. I started off, you guys knew I was traveling. I went to Chicago to visit one of my work friends because her birthday is actually today, the day that this podcast releases. Um, and we did some, we did some work there. I have, first of all, I've never even been to the Midwest, let alone Chicago before. All that I knew going into it was there's a river. I've seen Shameless and it's not good. And I've watched In the Dark, which is also not good. I don't know. I guess, well, I guess also, what is it? Uh, Home Alone? Doesn't Kevin live in Chicago? I think, I don't know. I didn't really know what to expect, but I have to say, beautiful city, beautiful city. I went on a good day where it was 65 degrees and my friend and I walked to work and walked back and it was 40 minutes each way. So we got a ton of steps in and it was just so nice to be outside and like the fresh air. I made her take me to see the bean. So we saw the bean. I collect shot glasses everywhere I go. So I got my little shot glass. We went to the gym. We had dinner. It was a quick, like I had like a little over 24, I'd say I had like 36 hours with her, Um, but it was a really nice city when you're not, I guess, I mean, I didn't see the shameless drugs and trafficking side of Chicago, but downtown Chicago is nice and it's probably the nicest river I've ever seen in my life. I don't know. And then from Chicago, I flew to Los Angeles. I That was the most uncomfortable I've ever been on a plane in my life. So I woke up my first day in Chicago. I woke up on Thursday and I had the sniffles, which you guys could tell are still here. And I was like, ah, whatever. You just blow my nose, like whatever. I woke up Friday morning and I was like, ooh, like my hamstrings are sore from my workout yesterday. Like, oh, I'm still a little sniffly. I didn't really think much of it. And then I got to the airport at like 10.30 or something. And my body started getting those aches. Like, you know when you are sick or like, you know when you have a fever and your body is just aching and like it just, you feel just uncomfortable. And I started sweating. Like I'm sitting, I was in the United Club. I had sweatpants on, a like a racerback crop tank top and a denim jacket. I had to take the denim jacket off. I'm like the only one in the United Club with a tank top on because everybody else is just dressed like a normal human being. I'm freaking sweating. My body hurts, but I'm like, I got to get on this. I got to get on this plane. I, whew, it was one of those like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And with the time changing and everything, I had no idea 
how far I had left. It was one of those older planes. So it didn't tell you like the flight map, like an hour until your destination. I had the air blasting on me, but I'm still like dying of sweat. I, I got up off the plane and you could actually see the sweat on my pants. Like, cause I was wearing gray sweatpants. It was disgusting. I just did not feel well at all. Um, little did I know because I didn't check, but then again, you don't really have a lot of room on an airplane. This whole time I had Dayquil cold and flu with me in my backpack. So when I settled at my Airbnb in Los Angeles, I gulped that down. I feel, I, I, I started to feel a lot better, honestly, that night. I think part of it, like being in the airport and, and up in the sky, I was not having it. So I still have the sniffles. I'm kind of waiting for that to go away because my head is congested as frick. But I, I don't know, I guess I just had like a little bit of bu- a little bug and it was like the worst for most uncomfortable four hours on a plane. So I'm a little bit nervous to be, to be going home and going back up in the sky, but I don't know. Ooh, I think I have an aisle seat this time. So wish me luck. Anyway, I have been having the best time in LA. I freaking love it here. You guys know how much I love it here. I picked a really good spot on purpose now that I've been here a few times and I know like where I want to be. So yesterday, cause I'm recording this on a Sunday, Saturday morning, I was meeting a friend at Gold's in Venice to do a workout. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to save myself 10 bucks on an Uber and I'm going to take a freaking walk down the beach. It is so nice outside. So I plugged in my AirPods. I was listening to chicks in the office and I walked, I'm in downtown Santa Monica. So I just walked straight down to the pier. It's like literally down the street and one street over from me. And I walked from the pier over to like halfway through the Venice boardwalk up to Gold's gym. It was like the way that I took, it was like a 2.75 mile walk. And it was beautiful. I got my cardio in for the day. I was warmed up and loosened up to get into the workout. I had such a scenic view. There was so much going on outside. People playing tennis, people playing volleyball, like just street vendors. Like there was just so much going on. I loved it. I, I, it was such a good decision, such a good decision. So I got a nice back workout yesterday in with my friend Griffin. And then we went out to lunch um, to this place. It's called Firehouse in case you're from the area. It had a, it literally had a bodybuilder section of their menu. It was very diner-esque, like the whole, the menu, the feel, like I was like, oh, this is so Jersey diner. Like I, I could see one of these at home, but I've never been to a freaking restaurant that has a bodybuilder menu on it. And it was so great. It was like for however much, I think it was like 20 bucks or something, eight egg whites, a chicken breast. And I did the breakfast one. So I got pancakes with it too. Like eight egg whites, eight egg whites right there is 40 grams of protein. Plus I got the chicken breast with me. So that's another like 25 grams of protein. I got the pancakes too. I was like, it was such a great post-workout meal. Um, and it was one of those meals where like, I ate like, cause I feel like when I eat out a lot, I end up feeling so sluggish when I'm done eating. I felt great. I felt energized. I was ready to go. Great spot. Um, and then I went today back to the gym, nine o'clock in the morning, nine o'clock on a Sunday morning. I cannot tell you the last time I've been to the gym and nine o'clock on a Sunday morning. Um, but I met up again with Griffin and he introduced me to some of his friends, which you might know 
their names. Um, I was with I was with two of their friends, and then Mike O'Hearn and Robbie Robinson. You may have you may have heard of them before. And here I am, you know, a whopping five two and a half, um, one hundred twenty five pounds, little tiny female. Just just riding their workout with them, you know. I was like a step behind, like one because I showed up late, and two. They were all working like in similar weights, and I'm talking like like six plates on each side of the leg press. Where I was like, "You got like, I'll start doing something behind you guys. Keep like keep going. You don't need to take off six plates just for just for little old Liz over here." But it felt really cool, honestly, to just be like a, a, a little small girl working out with these huge like guys in. I'm such a proponent, like I tell you guys all the time, that we could always keep learning no matter what level you're at. So I love training with people like that that can push me. You know, like I, we were doing like sissy squats on this machine. And towards the end of my set, when I was starting to fatigue, my knees were starting to go in a little bit. And Mike's there literally like hand on my knee. And is like, this has got to go in. This has got to go out. This is, And it's nice to have that person over your shoulder sometimes just being like, no, no, no. Like, I'm going to get you through the rest of this set and we're going to do it the right way because um, your body is capable of so much. And, so, and I think it's okay if you need a little bit of help to get through those last couple of reps. You know, I, that's something that I've been reading on too, where it's like, listen, you want to be able to get through the majority of the set on your own. Otherwise you're using a weight that's way too heavy, but it is nice to have that partner there. That's one looking out for anything you're missing. I said it a few weeks ago when I worked out with Marissa, the barbell hip thrusting where I was pushing the barbell forward. When all I'm focusing on doing is getting the heck up from this squat, I'm not paying attention to every single part of my body. So he was there to be like, knees are going in. And I'm like, oh crap, my knees are going in. And I pushed them out. So it was an awesome workout. Arnold was there. So that was insane. I don't know. I had a very surreal morning where I was like, first of all, I cannot believe that I'm just lifting with a bunch of huge guys. And I'm just like this little girl over here. And one of them is, is literally Mike O'Hearn. And one of them is Robbie Robinson. Like these are just not casual names you just throw around at Golds in Venice. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger's there. I don't know. I was just, I, oh, I was over, overwhelmed trying to be cool girl Liz. It's like everything is chill. Um, but no, they gave me, they gave me a run for my money. I wasn't expecting to go that hard to do quads this morning. Um, but I'm glad I did. And that's why I just love being out here. There's, Oh, it's such a community there, Golds, and it is at Kingdom too. It's just Kingdom is, you know, it's we're getting we're getting ourselves up and running. Um, everybody here, though, everybody at Golds is so experienced. These guys are like, there's like Robbie Robinson's like seventy six years old, and he's lived through so much, and just and is still kicking it now, like go like lifting the way that he's lifting. It's so inspiring. Everybody's there to like help you. It is such a non toxic environment. It is awesome. It is so freaking awesome. And I'm sad that I have to go home. It was, I don't know. I was just sitting. So I I took myself to the beach today because it was like really nice outside. So I I think, I feel like I was going to say something there. And then I, that ended up being like the most basic sentence ever, whatever. 
I went to the beach and I was just laying there and I was like, damn, I'm so thankful for my life. I'm so, I'm just so thankful for everything. And I feel like I went through high school and, and middle school and college and stuff. And it's so easy to feel like your work is not being rewarded or you're always getting the short end of the stick. You know, it's like you work your ass off and somebody gets the same job as you or better or whatever. So this was one of those true opportunities where I was like, you know what? I've worked my butt off for this and it's paying off. And I'm just super proud and thankful for all that. But yeah, that's, that's been my week. I'm behind on succession. So I can't talk about succession. Nobody talked to succession uh, about succession to me because I did not watch last week. It was my birthday and I haven't watched this week because I'm away. So I have some serious homework to do this week. I will be talking about it next week. Cause I promise I will watch it. Nobody talk, nobody talked to me about succession until we got back from that. Um, I think that's pretty much all the interesting things that have happened this week. I have no, I've been good with the Ubers. We've had no Uber situations. Um, is that it? I'm trying to think now. Yeah, I guess it was like, you know, it was a good week. It was a good week. Um, we don't have a guest on this week's episode, but I have a lot of words, a lot of words to say. So buckle up. And with that, let's just let's just dive right in and get into this week's episode. All right, let's talk highlights from this week. Obviously, obviously, my health and fitness related highlight has to go to the workout that I did with Griffin and Mike and their whole crew and seeing Arnold in the flesh. I have this weird though, like I don't want to take a picture with Arnold because one dude's working out, you know, you're like, don't disrupt the master when he's at his work. You know what I mean? Two, I'm like, I'm friends with his son. So I feel like that's a weird thing to do. Granted, I don't know how it feels because my dad is just a, your average William, um, but I, I, I don't know. I guess it's like, it's just, it's just like weird. You know what I mean? It's just weird. Like if one of my friends was just like, oh my God, like I met your dad. I'd be like, why? I guess it's a different story, but still not the point. Um, I kind of said this, like, I, I don't want to go too far in depth and bore you guys with it. Cause I said it in the intro, but I just love having a good workout buddy for leg day. Cause I need that push. I, I need, I, my upper body grows a lot faster than my lower body. And it's just, it's harder for me. You know, it's like lat pull down. Like you don't get it down all the way. Like you don't get it down all the way. Squat. If you can't get back up, it's like, Oh shit. I'm in a pickle right now. But so I had some good spotters around me and just learn, like, just listening to the cues and stuff that like Mike was telling other people or they were telling each other during the workout. I was like, keep, keep this in your memory bank. Like keep this in your knowledge bank, learn from it, grow from it. Showed me new exercise, like a new exercise I've never done before. And just really stood over and like pushed me, like get deeper on that sumo squat. Your hips don't like it, but you can get deeper. And I love that push and I need that push. So that was my health and fitness related highlight. I have to think a little bit about my non-health and fitness related highlight. I'm trying to pick a specific part 
of my journey in Chicago. Um, you know what I? You know what it is. My I think my non fitness related highlight was the walk back from the restaurant that me and Caroline, my friend that I visited, ate at to her apartment because for, it was beautiful. Like where it was just a nice night. Like the river looked beautiful. And the two of us just like, she freaking cracks me up. That girl is like the sister I, I, well, I shouldn't say I never had because I do have a younger sister, but like the, like the older sister or like twin sister that I never had. We fight like sisters and we make up like sisters. Like we just, we don't like seriously fight, but like we're, I treat her like she's my brother. Um, and we were just hysterically laughing. I can't even tell you right now about what. All I remember is that I was like out of breath because of how hard I was laughing on the way home. And I was just like, it's just so nice to have people like that in my life. I saw a TikTok today actually that um, kind of like resonated me where it was just a guy like out with his friends and the caption was like, my friends don't know that every time they hang out with me, they heal me a little bit. And I was like, I hope my friends know that I am so lucky to have the people that I work with, especially because senior year of college, like the second semester was a little bit rough for me. And I just like, I feel like where have these people been my whole life? They're like my, my twin flame, like perfect match friends. And I was just so, I was just, I, I had a 48 or 36 hours of cracking up in Chicago. So that's going to be my non-health and fitness related highlight. I challenge you as I do every week to think of your own and it could be literally as simple as taking a walk with your friend. It wasn't a specific activity that we did, like seeing the bean or getting like sushi. That was the highlight. No, it was just us cracking jokes, being funny, being two peas in a pod, walking from point A to point B. It doesn't get much better than that. You, may not, you, you might not have a lot in life, but I hope that you have just that, that one person. That one person that just makes your stomach hurt from laughing. So uh, I've been meaning to do an episode on this for a long time, but I just have so many choice words to say that I'm like, how can I possibly like, should I condense this into one episode? Should I, should I break it up into more? So I'm going to go on my little rant today and do what I do. And I would love the feedback from you guys if you want to hear like more on this conversation, like, should I do a part two episode? I, the number one reason why I go on and talk to you guys every week is because I want to help you guys and interest you guys. So if there's an, ever anything you want me to talk more about or something I haven't talked about that you want me to address, always feel free to let me know because I, the number one reason why I do this is to entertain y'all. You know, it's like not to hear my voice talk for an hour every week. Um, but I wanted to talk about diet culture. And I say things, I don't know if you've noticed by now, but I say things very bluntly. And it's not to be rude. Like it's not to make you feel like stupid or anything. It's just, I, I find, when I care about people, like I just tell them how it is because I want the best for them. Like, I don't want to sugarcoat things. I don't want to let you down easy. If I see you're struggling and I have pieces of advice, I could help you. I'm going to give it to you how it is. And it might suck right now. Um, but you'll thank me in the long run. So anyway, the, I, I said that the only reason why I said that is because I just have such strong and harsh opinions about diet culture in America. 
So I might come off a little bit, a little bit aggressive <laughs> during this episode. I just, what blows my mind is how many times like influencers or whatever, like how many people have to combat this whole, Hey, like don't fall for diets. Like don't like diet culture is so bad in America for people to stop falling for all these diet mimics. And it sucks because as for as many of us, it, there are, that was such a tongue twister. I'm trying to figure out how to say that for as many of us as there are. Yes. For as many as uh, whatever. Now I can't say it again. Um, like there are so many of us out there trying to combat and take down this whole diet culture. There's also people getting paid money by these companies to be like, these diets are awesome. These diets work. I don't think I'm ever going to not see like a hydroxycut commercial or what is it? Noom or something. And they make me sick. They make me sick. And the overarching idea before I go into like these actual diets, if you want to see change, if you want to see muscle growth, if you want to see fat loss, you need to make sustainable changes. And crash diets or things like cut out their sugar for 30 days or um, like Noom and all that kind of stuff, they're all like number-based. And I've heard many people be like, well, it's worked for me. Like I've done Noom, I've done Hydroxycut and I've seen results. And my question for them is, okay, what happened when the time frame was up and you went back to normal eating? Weight comes right back. It's just not, these diets are not sustainable. Anything with a number on them, like a, like a time frame, I'm like, get out. This is, this is BS. You need to create sustainable changes that you can last, like you can live with. I have such choice words, such opinions on intermittent fasting. This is one that I wanted to talk to you guys about because there is just so, there is just so much misconstrued about this. Like there is just, a lot of people have such a false conception concept. I don't know why I'm struggling with the English language today. So many people think they know what intermittent fasting is, but they have such the wrong idea about it. Intermittent fasting is not a key to weight loss. Okay. There is no time frame that you need to be eating through the day that is optimal. I'll tell you, I go to bed and I have a snack at like nine something every night and go to bed at like 1030. And I was my lowest that I ever was when I was cutting last summer. Time doesn't matter. So intermittent fasting is not necessary. I will say a lot of the uh, huge reason why a lot of people can't lose weight is because they're overeating. If you struggle with overeating or portion control um, and stuff like that, intermittent fasting is a good tool to just help you gain control of your eating habits and stop overeating. You know, if you're like, all right, 8 p.m., I'm shutting it down. If that's what you need to get yourself to stop from overeating or just mindlessly snacking, because that's that's one that I do. The mindless snacking will used to kill me. Then intermittent fasting is a great tool for that. But by restricting the t- like the time periods is not actually doing anything. It's how much you eat in a day that matters Intermittent fasting is just a tool that can help you like regulate that. 
I heard somebody talking the other day that was like, yeah, I, I only eat between 12 p.m. and 3 p.m. And I was like, what? What do you mean you only eat between 12 and 3 p.m.? First of all, food is energy in our bodies. I've had clients that have almost passed out on me. And I'm like, listen, we're going way too easy for you to be wanting to pass out right now. Did you eat breakfast? And they're like, nope. And I'm like, you gotta eat, girl, before you exercise. You gotta eat. That's what they teach you when you're kids that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. And it's so important. Like, it's true. You need to have something in your system before you go on to the workday or you're going to pass out. You're not going to perform as well because you don't have the energy that food is providing you. So when I hear people saying some crazy stuff like that, it just, uh, it grinds my gears. It grinds my gears and I care about people. So I'm like, please feed your body when it's hungry. Don't restrict yourself to crazy hours like that. Oh my goodness. So that's one. These, these uh, diet programs like the Weight Watchers and all that stuff, I don't, I'm not an advocate for either. I can't tell you how many relatives I have or how many friends' moms I've seen that have been like, yep, starting this diet today, starting this diet today. And it's like every year they're doing another diet. Who wants to live like that? Who wants to constantly be under that burden? Like, oh, I'm on a diet. I feel like diet has such a negative connotation to it. If you just make sustainable choices, I just feel like it's such a better way of living. Because again, those time frame diets are going to be great in the moment, but they're not going to last forever. If you just make those changes and watch how much you're eating and make healthy choices, you're not going to feel like, oh, I'm in a diet. I have to restrict myself from things that I enjoy. You just find a good balance for yourself. So I can't stand any of those things. And I hate when I see commercials for them. So I'm like, how do people in good conscience advocate for this stuff? No. Ugh. The keto diet. The keto diet is another one. I can't tell you how many people I've had try and fight me on TikTok and be like, you're lying. The keto diet does work. I've seen it. My mom lost weight. I'm like, well, yeah, but what's going to happen when, again, what's going to happen when the diet stops? The keto diet actually like physically makes me angry. When people say they're cutting out carbs, I want to just roll around on the ground convulsing and, and spazzing out because I just can't express it. Even now, like I sat down and I prepped notes for myself and was like, these are the points that I want to touch upon when I speak about this. But I just get so overwhelmed with like emotion, like strong emotions towards these things that it's like I go to speak and just nothing comes out because of how frustrated I am. Listen, you learn this when you're in like middle school. When carbs come into the body, they are broken down into energy. Carbs do not make you gain weight. Listen to that again. Carbs do not equal weight gain. How much you eat will affect if your, your weight, okay? When I, oh my God, I tried it one summer too because I saw the like people talking about carb cycling and I was like, oh, that's it. 
That's why I'm not losing weight because I need to be doing stuff like carb cycling. Bullshit, bro. Just straight up bullshit. I'll tell you what, I was eating the lo- I was eating 100 grams of carbs a day for being like 125 pounds at that point. I have never been more tired in my life. I was doing nothing all day. This was in college. I just had like a regular summer job and I would be exhausted, constantly sleeping, low energy because I wasn't eating a sufficient amount of carbs for my body. Eating pasta, when people say I'm cutting out bread, I'm cutting out pasta, I genuinely go, why? Like, why? And challenge it because I like, I love bread. I love pasta. I love bagels. I love English muffins. I love fruit. I love crackers. I love pretzels. I love popcorn. I love granola. And all of those things that I just listed are, are majority carbs, majority made of carbs. And I, I want to keep those things in my life. I feel healthy. I feel energized when I eat carbs and I eat them all the time. And look, look at me. (laughs) I don't gain weight because I eat popcorn and pretzels every day. I don't. It's because I'm managing and I'm controlling how much I eat. So unless when I ask you, why are you cutting out pasta? Unless your answer is, well, I'm eating too much in a day and this is something I need to pull back on so I could be within like the right amount of carbs for my body. Then I'll say, you know, smart choice. Get your carbs in other ways. You wanted to get it in through fruit? By all means, go ahead. But if you tell me that you're trying to cut out bread or pasta because you want to lose weight, I'm going to convulse on the floor and you're going to feel very uncomfortable watching me do that. So let's avoid that. So circling back to the keto diet, the keto diet is based on this idea of, oh, eat very low carbs, we'll lose weight. So if it doesn't work, if the keto diet is, is a myth, is a hoax, why do we see that people lose weight on the keto diet? Great question. It's because they're eating less overall. It all comes back to that. It's because cutting those foods out of their life, they're not replacing it with anything. So they're eating less overall, which will lead to weight loss. Every single person, I'm not exaggerating, every single person I know that was once on the keto diet that stopped because you ha- at some point you have to. Eating that little carbs is not sustainable for your body. You will start to feel it. Your body, like it's just going to take such a toll on you that when you stop and you reintroduce a normal amount of healthy carbs to your life, whoop, weight's going to go right back up. Weight's going to go right back up. Your body's going to be in shock. So don't do yourself the damage, okay? We're supposed to get carbs, fats, and protein into our bodies. Those are micronutrients. Why before soccer games growing up did we have pasta parties the night before? So we were fueled up with carbs and had energy. I eat carbs before every workout because I want to go into my workout feeling strong and energized. So when people tell me they're doing the keto diet, I just, you know what also grinds my gears though? When people do the keto, when people are doing the keto diet and they get like buffalo fried cauliflower, or something. And I'm like, girl, you're cutting out carbs, but you're not replacing it with anything healthy. Just so you know. And by the way, cauliflower, carb. Breadcrumbs to fry the cauliflower, carb. So come on now. I hate that. Or when people are like vegan, but they eat a bagel and vegan cream cheese every morning. I'm like, where's the fruits? Where's the vegetables? Okay. So that's a whole nother 
That's a whole other thing. But I swear, if I just went on this rant and I see any of you guys doing the keto diet or advocating for it, I'm going to be disappointed. I'm going to be disappointed. Another thing that bothers me, and it's like, this one, I, I can't, I should have prefaced this. I should have said this at the beginning of my whole rant is if you're one of these people that have fallen for one of these diets or, or red flags, you know, that I've thrown your way, I don't want you to feel like stupid and I don't want you to feel bad about it because this is the way that we are taught and, and, and trained to think just by like this, like when they say diet culture, like that really is what it is. And you're like, at least for girls, I can't, I can speak on the behalf of being a a woman growing up. It was like, oh, I would want the lean cuisine stuff because I knew that that was like healthier and skinnier option. And it's like, why am I worrying about, like, why did I know that? When I was in like elementary school and middle school, why was that a thought? Who was giving me lean cuisine? You know what I mean? So this is another thing that really bothers me. And this is more on America wanting to make money, you know, greedy. Ugh. Um, go, I, I go to any supermarket and you see in the frozen section, there's the lean cuisine, the, I don't know, smart meals, like whatever they are, all those kinds of stuff. I despise them. I want them out I want them gone. I think it's so awful that they make money. (sighs) I get what they're trying to do is create healthy-ish meals in like proper portion sizes for people that struggle with it. I just don't like the stigma around them. Like I don't like what they've become in our heads. I feel like it started off with a good intention. You know, there's a lot of people in this country that struggle with making healthy choices and weight loss. So let's try and create fun meals that won't make them feel like they're uh, missing out on the fun parts of life. First of all, anything that's like frozen like that, like I'll eat frozen vegetables and frozen fruit because that's literally like, it's the same in and out. You know what I mean? I, I, I try to stay away from the frozen meals though. I think it's just like, Hey, if you want to go and look down the aisle and be like, Oh, what is lean cuisine offering? Oh, like a lasagna, a chicken stir fry. Okay. Those are some healthy ideas that I could take and, and come up with the recipe on my own, you know, but like to be eating like TV dinners and, and frozen meals every night, not awesome for you. And then people just have this association with like, oh, I'm going to try and lose weight. Got to eat lean cuisine. Can't eat this. Can't eat X, Y, Z. Got to eat the stuff that says lean and skinny on it and all that. And I just, I hate that. Like I, I try and preach on my page through the stuff that I make. I love what I make. I love cooking now that I'm like out of college and have a fully equipped kitchen. I love trying new recipes. I love modifying things to make them healthier. But I don't like, eating healthy doesn't mean you have to eat chicken and rice. Eating healthy doesn't mean you have to eat lean cuisine. It doesn't mean you need to be on Weight Watchers or stuff or have the sugar-free this and the zero calorie that. I made, here's some examples of of meals that I've like meal prepped for myself for dinner. Buffalo chicken mac and cheese, orange chicken with rice, 
Um, I've made stir fries. I've made jalapeno popper stuffed chicken. I've made pasta salads, all that kind of stuff. And I hate that we're, we're just, we grow up and it's like, this is bad for you and this is good for you. And I don't even know where they came from. Like the whole like, oh, can't eat carbs. I hate that. And I feel it like brands and programs like Lean Cuisine and Noom and HydroxyCut create such a bad stigma and just help create like a horrible mindset for people, especially girls growing up. You know, having those options in the grocery store, I felt like, oh, I have to be eating that. I can't, like, if I want to lose weight, like, I have to be eating lean cuisine. That's how I thought in middle school as, like, a 12-year-old, or maybe not middle school, like, early high school. It's like a 14-year-old girl. You know, we're so miseducated, and that's part of the reason why people grow up and, one, have, like, these weight problems to begin with, and then, two, don't know how to push them off. And I feel like the... I lost 40 pounds with hydroxycut. Like before and after pictures are just so ugh. not good for the mind. Not good for the mindset at all. Um I wanted to talk a little bit on that was like mostly it on what I had to say crapping on diet programs and all that. So by now I think you should know that I am so anti diet program. So what can you do then? If you're struggling to lose weight, what steps should you take? What is the right path that you should take? First of all, I can't tell you how many people I've seen go on these crash diets, but they don't get their butt in a gym. You need to be pairing your physical activity with your diet. It goes both ways. I know a lot of people that go really, really hard in the gym and then they have a crappy diet. If you are restricting what you're eating and all that stuff, but you're not exercising... Same thing. You can't cheat exercise by manipulating your diet, you know? And in the end, it's not, it's, it's not healthy for you at all. Exercise provides like so many different health benefits that eating an apple isn't going to. You know what I mean? So here's what, what works. Here's what actually works proved by science. If you want to lose weight, you need to be eating in a caloric deficit that's healthy for your body. So my best recommendation, if you're struggling, if you don't know where to go, reach out to someone like me who's a certified personal trainer and can give you a macro plan or go see a nutritionist and say, hey, I would love a macro plan. I would love to know like what my caloric deficit should be, like what a healthy range is for me. How many carbs, protein, and fats should I be eating for my body? And I did a whole episode on cutting a few weeks ago, so you can go back and there's more detail in that, but you really need to be focusing on, you know, how hard am I working and how much am I putting into my body? Not, oh, I got to restrict myself from this, or I'm going to go keto, or I'm going to do a 30 day, whatever. You know what I mean? So that was like the first part of what I wanted to talk about. And then I kind of wanted to go into how it affects, like how diet culture has affected our, our mental spaces and in mindsets in America. My biggest problem with diet culture is the fact that it creates this idea that we need to restrict ourselves 
in order to look a certain way and and then taking it a step further it pairs this whole you have to look a certain way to be happy and you need to look a certain way to be healthy and all that every behind every diet is a source of restriction and listen i'm not like i it's it's a weird gray area you know when i'm cutting and i'm going back on my calories i or cutting back on my calories you know there are some things that i i cut out of my life. But if I really want it, like I can, you know, it's like, all right, I'm not going to have ice cream on a regular basis. Cause I know that's not healthy for me, but if I want it, then yeah, I'll, I'll save some room for it and I'll have it after dinner tonight, you know, or on a refeed day when I'm eating more, like I'll go out to eat. I'll enjoy a meal. Diet culture tells us, no, you can't do that stuff. And that's, and and these are very important parts about like enjoying life. And I always tell you guys how mental and physical health are paired and that health isn't just physical. There's mental and emotional, you know? So diet culture creates this whole idea in our head that doing things like going out to eat at a restaurant, you should feel guilty if you're doing that. Oh, your friends want to go to a happy hour or grab a drink. You should feel guilty doing that. It's a nice summer evening and you want to get ice cream with your family, you should feel bad eating that. And I hate that. I hate that. I am such a big advocate on my page, on my podcast, on everything about balance. I think like you guys probably want to smack me for how many times I've talked about balance on this podcast, but it seriously is so important on the mental side. You know, in diet culture, I feel like just robs us of that. And growing up, you know, I like in high school, I was that way. It was like I had a bowl of ice cream and I'd be staring at myself in the mirror afterwards like, oh, my God, can you see it already? Did I already gain the weight? No, no. And that's it's just uh, I feel like teaching girls, especially restriction at such a young age is just not not good. And, And it leads it's so closely linked to eating disorders so a little trigger warning. I want to talk a little bit about that. Over the summer, I read Jeanette McCurdy's memoir. Highly, highly recommended. Fantastic book. From the time that she was a child, like, like fourth grade, her mom was instilling in her, like, you don't want to gain weight, so like, don't eat this, don't eat that. Her mom had her on like zero calorie dressings and she was eating lettuce for lunch when she was in middle school. And that sticks with you. And and then she became bulimic and she struggled with that up until like very recently. I don't, I don't know if she still does, honestly. Um, and, and, and it all goes back to that whole restriction thing and associating this is bad. This is good. It's not black and white. Listen, there are things that are healthy choices and healthy and things that are not. Going out to get a bowl of ice cream is not a healthy choice physically, but I love it. I enjoy it. And if I want it every once in a while, then I'm going to have it. And I would like to not feel bad about it, you know? And that's my biggest problem with diet culture. First, it's, first of all, you know, they're not effective. They just don't work. It's not the way you, it's not the way you're going to achieve the way you look. And even so, like, it's not like how you look and happiness are not a direct link. Are you going to be a happier person if you feel comfortable in your body? A hundred percent. But at what cost? 
What's the point of feeling comfortable in your body if you don't get to enjoy every other part of your life to feel comfortable in your body? You know, there has to be a balance there and diet culture just completely strips that away. And it's something that is just, it is so broadly broadca- or widely broadcasted. I can't tell you how many times or how young I was when I saw my first Weight Watchers commercial or I saw Weight Watchers in the mall. I go to the grocery store, I see Lean Cuisine. There's advertisements for it. It's just, it's everywhere. It's on the radio, it's on TV. It's in all the media that we consume from such a young age that that's how we're trained to think. And that's why it's so hard when we're adults to think differently and stray away from that mindset. And it sucks and I hate it. Um, But that's it. That's my talk on diet culture. I just, I hope that you took something out of this. You know, unfortunately me talking about how much I hate the, uh, like the effect it has on our mental health isn't going to change anything. But I hope I raised some awareness to you because I just, I feel like it just makes people go farther down the rabbit hole when they do something and they think it's working and then they stop and they takes a few steps back and it's very easy to get caught up in this. Nothing works for me. Like, why is my body like this? And it's like, no, we're, you're just taking the wrong steps, but it's not your fault. This is how you were taught to think. So stay away, stay away from the diets, please reach out to me. If you need help calculating your macros, I am here for you. That is what I do as a personal trainer together. We are we, we will stop diet culture one, one victim at a time. All right, guys. Well, that pretty much wraps up this week's episode of Confessions of a Gym Rat. I hope you have a happy and healthy week. Love your body. Eat some carbs in moderation, of course. Make sure to follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Lifts with Liz. Subscribe to the podcast on YouTube at Lifts with Liz. And follow the podcast on Instagram at Confessions of a Gym Rat. I love you all and I will talk to you next Monday.